Blog Talk Radio. back live. This is Geekish Cast, and I'm your host, Jeremy, and joining me tonight is my co-host, Paul. What's up, Paul? Not much, man. How are you? Doing well. And also joining us again is the host of Joe on Joe, Joe Slutsky. What's happening, Joe? Uh, hey, Jeremy. How you doing? Nice to see you again, Paul. Yeah, yep. Uh, well, first off, guys, thank you, everybody, for coming back tonight. Um, we did miss last week because all the Geekish Greyhound is having a few health problems. He had two-thirds of his tail chopped off and then threw a toe. But such is life for a greyhound. Ugh. And then, yeah, and then I've got some uh, some life-changing news. I've decided to start eating healthier, start working out, and get back into martial arts because I had a life-changing event this week. Well, I tried to watch I tried to watch Teen Titans, The Judas Contract, and I realized <laughs> I have to go to Warner Brothers and kick everybody's ass myself because nobody else is going to fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you had me really scared there for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for some, like, heart issues or something. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, guys, I, I wish I could even begin to tell you, between the shitty, not-quite-anime, not-quite-Jimly artwork that I don't like, the rejiggered um, storyline of one of my favorite stories of all time, and yeah. putting that goddamn Damian Wayne in another story... Oh. <laughs> They just, they won't let go, man. They just want to no. push Damien. Yeah. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. No, no sir, he is not. It's like his uncle works for Warner Brothers or something. Or, you know, like his dad's like Batman or something. <laughs> I, I'm going to want a DNA test here pretty soon, I think. <laughs> I just, I just don't know about that little bastard. Yeah. It's, yeah. He's rough. I do love him. Yeah. Super, yeah, I agree. Super Sons is really fun, but well, you know, he, should, he shouldn't he shouldn't replace he shouldn't replace Dick Grayson in like one of the more pivotal Dick Grayson stories, you know. No, yeah. and that was kind of that was kind of my thing with it. Um, I don't understand why. Well, I mean, I, I realize they did Teen Titans versus the Justice League, which was also an early Teen Titans story that they fit some modern version of the Titans into, but they don't even try to make the stories of the animated universe consistent across their own movies. No. And yeah. And there for a while, DC had the best animated universe by a long shot. Yeah. Um, And now it seems like they've squandered that too. And then I've got some other depressing news. Apparently, the Shazam movie has been put on hiatus, and now Black Adam yeah. is going to be the enemy of uh, Man of Steel, too. Yes. I uh, saw that, oh. yeah. No, it's Dwayne Johnson, you know? The Rock. Yeah. Just things are they not looking Dwayne, great. Yeah, maybe they just, I don't know, I don't know why. They wanted Dwayne, and they know he's going to be a great Black Adam, but maybe they just couldn't get a good script or good, you know, 
groundwork going for a Shazam movie. Well, who's? I mean, think about it. How 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 can you compete with the like charisma of the Rock as as the bad guy against whoever's playing? You know, the Big Red Cheese. You know what I mean? Like you, I, I don't, I can't think of an actor. That okay, could pull I, off. That, I really can't think of an actor that could pull that off. Nothing, here, nothing bad about the character itself. I just here's where I'm going to go with that. Dwayne Johnson's background is pro wrestling. Okay. What do pro wrestling and comic books have in common with each other, especially superhero comics? The villain makes it all work. Well, that too. Huge pets, and the villain drives the story. The villain makes it work. He has enough charisma that as the villain, he can come in and make everything else likable. Right. You know, I, I mean, I, I, just get, I, just get, I just get visions of trying to, trying to make him just – I'm getting visions of the Scorpion King. Ugh. And that's yeah. and that's not good for anyone. No, it's yeah. really not. It's really not. And I, I was willing to give the Scorpion King a little extra because I wanted a new Conan like uh, franchise to watch, and they screwed that up too. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess I'm. I guess I'm just depressed. I would like to see a good cap, quote unquote, you know, original Billy Bats and Captain Marvel movie. I would I want would them to call him. Captain Thunder, if they won't call him Captain Marvel, <laughs> you're not gonna um, get over I, it. that'll never, get that'll never, it. come on, that'll never end. <laughs> get over it. Yeah. Well, you know, here's I forget the thing. What, I, start... I forget what Earth, what Earth Captain Thunder was from, but we're not gonna, we're not gonna see a major DC movie taking place on that Earth. Well, no, because you just that was gonna be that character's name anyways. Originally, they went with Captain Marvel because Captain Thunder was under trademark to a different superhero at the time. Yeah. Okay. It's gonna yeah. be Shazam, and that's just the way it's gonna be. God, that's yeah, that's not that's not good, Which, Paul. It, it just it never makes any sense because then he's saying his own name. Mm-hmm. So he can never yeah. he can never I, he can never like meet a new hero and be like, "What's your name?" Like, well, it's a long story. <laughs> well, which yeah. is what's funny about that is Captain Marvel Junior. His magic word was Captain Marvel. Right. Also he problematic. Say, yeah, he can never say his name. Yeah. And I do remember there was one story where uh, in the future, Tim Drake became Batman. And he had the Titans East and the Titans West. And the Titans West were the good guys. And Captain Marvel Jr., who was just going by Captain Marvel, was was one of the guys fighting against Tim Drake, Batman, and Superboy, and all those guys. Mm-hmm. And Tim Drake had actually figured out a way to throw a digital voice recording of Captain Marvel Jr. saying Captain Marvel to get the thunder to come down and turn him back into uh, uh, Freddie Freeman. Oh, it's great. Yeah. You know, too bad they couldn't have just kept uh, Tim Drake as Robin instead of that goddamn Damian Wayne. <laughs> I love Tim Drake. I think he, I think he's the, the, I actually think he's the most capable Robin. I don't, you know, I it's, it's a little heresy against Dick, but uh, Tim Drake is the most capable Robin. If you put if you put all the Robins in a room, he would walk out. Well, but also I think I think Dick. I wish they'd call him Richard now, but I think Dick. <laughs> um, he is Nightwing now more than Robin. I mean, all of our lives basically he's been Nightwing. I mean, sure. maybe yeah. you know not the first nine years or whatever, but um, he is. You know, here's the thing. I think we all hope to see Nightwing take Batman's place in the Justice League one day, which, of course, will never happen. 
because then yeah. you get a a well adjusted Batman in the Justice League, and that won't work. And we yeah. all would have liked to have seen Tim stay in some kind of role as Robin because he, he grounded Bruce Wayne's Batman even that much more. Yeah, Tim's definitely the smartest out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the best detective. You know. Well, he figured out. Well, if you guys remember the story, he figured out that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dick Jason not gonna, not gonna do Dick's door, yeah. 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 Which was my favorite which was my favorite uh Bob Dylan cover song that Guns N' Roses did, not gonna Dick's door. <laughs> <laughs> that was on the uh the spaghetti and meatballs incident, I believe. Yeah, it was. It was. It was, it was, it was a little known follow up to the spaghetti incident. It was yeah. the the Chef Boyardee problem. <laughs> that's good stuff oh shit okay well I think I'm done complaining for the moment how's your guys this week been good it's been good been busy there's too many damn comics for me to read yeah you know I've kind of left that on you guys now I just kind of wait for you guys to tell me what's good and I go back and read them later my Wednesdays has turned into like most guys like Sundays with football season my wife oh, yeah. like, Wednesday. Leave me the hell alone. I'll be shutting this door and reading comic <laughs> books. Yeah. Just leave, she just knows Wednesdays, all I do is sit on my computer and read comics. That's and awesome. Um, yeah. Well, I, I booked uh, me and Jules's trip to Vancouver for my birthday this summer. And so I was talking to Paul. You remember? Yep. And Paul, you remember Corbin, who be uh, director of yep. Patterson's Wager. I was talking to him yesterday about going up there and we were talking. He's like, hey, it, it's Wednesday, dude. I got to go because it's new comic book day. <laughs> so, yeah, other other people feel your pain. And I'm sure, Joe, how's Wednesday for you? Well, my so I work one day a week over at Golden Apple Comics, uh, Melrose and La Brea out here in Los Angeles. Best comic shop Hi. in the city. And uh, so I work Saturdays. So my Wednesdays are no longer comic book days for me. I get my oh. books on Saturdays. I know it's quite a oh. change after after God almost almost thirty years of well, it, was, it wasn't always Wednesday. Remember, it used to be Thursday. It used to be Thursday, Tuesday. yeah, yeah. And then it was yeah. Tuesday for a while, and then it settled on Wednesday. But yeah, that's no longer my ritual. Uh, I just I pick them up on Saturday when I go into work. So, oh, I know my Wednesdays like my my off because I, I post my uh, Joe and Joe podcast on Tuesday nights. Yeah. So Wednesday, Wednesday I come home and I, I, I go, okay, great. And just like, I'm the furthest away from having to get another episode up and I can relax. <laughs> I have been doing a read. Yeah. yeah. I have been doing a read through though of the, uh, of the original ghostwriter series. Well, the, you know, the, uh, John, yeah, the uh, Johnny blaze stuff. Um, has, has Jesus shown up yet? no, but he a does. lot of a lot of satanic stuff. Uh, I did notice that from issue to issue, they really jumped around. Then, like I'm 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 at the end of the run, like the final thirty issues. I'm I'm actually on the last issue right now, and they just jumped from issue to issue. It was really floundering for quite a while. Like it was time to kill that book. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. I found that when I was a little kid, and I loved it. And I went back and tried to reread it in the late '80s, and I was like, "Oof, this is hard effort than I remember." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, um, it, it was time to put the pasture. Yeah. Real quick, speaking of Satanism, um, I talked to <laughs> I talked to Craig David Wallace yesterday. Got to record with him, and he's one of the creators of Todd in the Book of Pure Evil. 
Oh, great. Um, yeah, so their, um, their, their follow-up movie is going to come out in October. We got a lot of info about that. That episode should go up uh, in about two weeks here. And uh, Paul, Jeff Worrell, they get to ask some questions to him through me. So, oh, nice. Yeah, so we did find out that he prefers the sound of Swedish metal, but the look of Norwegian metal as well. That was pretty cool. Right there. <laughs> yep. And um, for any uh, fans of the never-ending story, um, I will be talking to this Saturday the uh, Childlike Empress. We talked last Saturday briefly, but she had a cough, so I told her we'd try again later. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm actually recording a bunch of episodes this weekend. One that I'm really excited to record, a guy named Daniel who wrote an article for Cracked about why Superman ver- Batman versus Superman was a shitty movie, but not as shitty as everybody said. Okay. I, I'd like to hear that argument. That. Yep. It's, um, well, I, hopefully we're going to go through that through his article and pick it apart a little bit, but it does come down oh. to that. No matter what that it did suck, but here's why it wasn't as sucky as some people said. I would agree with that statement. <laughs> so would I, so would I, so I'd, that is stuff we've got coming up. Cool. All right. Real quick, right. Joe, why don't you tell everybody where they can find your show, Joe on Joe, and the oh. picks for the week. Sure, yeah. Well, if you go to uh, anywhere you get your podcasts, you know, iTunes or Stitcher or TuneIn, uh, we post Joe on Joe every Wednesday, and it is a, uh, a chronological rewatching of every episode of the G.I. Joe cartoon from the 80s and kind of comment on it Mystery Science Theater style. It's a lot of fun. And it's great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We're actually uh, wrapping up the first season this week with uh, There's No Place Like Springfield, part one. Let me see here. I don't remember that one. Now, there's an episode where uh, they play out an old joke and the Viper was going to the G.I. Joe base. Uh, out. What season yep. was that? Do you know off the top of your head? That is, se- that is season one. Uh, it is called The Viper is Coming. We did that, uh, okay. we did that last, I think, November <laughs> or early December. And uh, it is one of my favorite. It is absolutely a dividing line for Joe fans. They either hate that episode or they love it. Oh, I, I love it. Uh, because it's absolutely just fantastically stupid. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of Joe fans who just dislike that quite a bit. But I'm a, I'm a huge fan of The Viper is Coming. Yeah. Uh, see, I remember that being a joke, like we told it like, in school. Yeah. yeah. And then I, yeah. that I saw that episode in, like, sixth grade, and I was like, hey, that didn't work so well as an episode, but it was still damn funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for Ooh. any listeners who aren't familiar with it, uh, the Joes are kind of on vacation, and they get a, a mystery phone call from from someone who has a thick accent, and they say the Viper is coming, and it, and it proceeds to give to call back multiple times throughout the show, giving different what they think are clues to coordinates of Cobra bases, where it turns out there are Cobra bases. So the Joes are, are all episode fighting Cobra in random parts of the world based on things that the, they quote, the Viper is coming. And at the end of the show, it turns out that he's a window wiper that is coming to wash the windows. And he's got like a thick, I don't know, like Romanian accent or something like that at the end of the episode. And that's the whole show. And it's hilarious. Yep. Because making fun of gypsies is always fun. (laughs) 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 
Good times. Good times. All right. Let's get into uh, into the business here. Paul, every week we have you uh, pick out a comic that you like this week and one you're looking forward to the following week. What were your choices this sir, week? Yes, sir. Uh, about freaking time. We may be starting to get some rebirth answers to what the hell is going on, uh, but we didn't. <laughs> I got no <laughs> question. <laughs> Uh, Batman 21, uh, the part one of the button. If you guys remember from Rebirth, Batman finds the good old comedian button, and this is going to be, I'm assuming, some answers to what the hell is going on with Rebirth. But uh, after reading it, I'm more confused than I was uh, to begin with, but it was a great freaking issue. I will not spoil anything because I know Joe hasn't read it yet because it's not Saturday. Oh. Spoiler, spoiler away. I was, I was on, I was online checking, checking the, the, the pages out. So, yeah, don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. So, spoiler for anybody else. Yeah, I saw the pages. It looks great. Oh, oh God, Jason. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce the name, but Fabok. Fabok, I think. Yeah. Fabok. Uh, uh, he's slowly becoming uh, one of my favorite artists. He's been doing some stuff in the past, but the art is great. Tom King is just killing it. He's, uh, I think he's going to be one of those writers that people are going to remember for a long time. But basically, Batman's holding the button. Well, it starts out with uh, what I can only assume to be Saturn Girl in the insane asylum, which is confusing. Love it. He has the button. Uh, but to my love-hate relationship with Batman, he... The reverse Flash shows up. We know that because he he came back to life Mm -hmm. in Flash again because of the Superman Reborn thing. I think it had a lot to do with it. But he beats the living shit out of Batman, which is great. I like it when Batman gets beat up because I hate how everyone thinks, oh, you know, Batman is just completely invincible and can always wins every single fight ever, but that's not the case. Um. He shows up, we don't know, and then something bad happens to him. I'll, I'll leave it at that to reverse Flash. Um, and then and basically just ends up having more questions than answers. But it's the first issue, and um, it was just extremely well written. And uh, we're going to get some answers soon, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully we're going to get some answers soon. And I think what's so, important uh, is okay. it's, it's, it's the reverse Flash from pre, pre-52 Flashpoint era. Yes, it is the it is the uh, reverse Flash that is killed in Flashpoint by Thomas Wayne, the Batman of the Flashpoint universe, right? Uh, who may or may not be hinted to or even make an appearance in this in this issue. So, uh, just just great book, and I'm super looking forward to the rest of it. And that's my pick for next week too: is Flash Twenty One, which picks up. Um, part two of this. So I'm just looking forward to finally getting some answers. Um, and all the books, even in uh, Superman and Titans, we're starting to finally, maybe I think we're about the halfway point to the two year um, mark. Yeah. Because DC's Re- gonna, yeah. rebirth started in May of last year, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Cause it was about this time last year that we were real excited that it was coming up. And then it was about six weeks yeah. later. I was like, fuck, they're dragging their feet a whole bunch. Yeah, but well, it I mean, was, it, it, it's a good, it's just, uh, I don't know why I like 
watching Batman getting his ass kicked, but <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed this. Because your Cause your just, mother's your mother's maiden name was Chill. Oh, yeah. that would explain a lot. It's a familial uh, thing. The the Batman fanboys just that think that Batman could you know when it really comes down to it, when Batman fights a speedster, he's gonna get his ass beat. Again, he's yeah, that realistically, when anyone fights a speedster, that's what should happen. Yes. The one time they did that that I was actually interested in it was Deathstroke versus The Flash because the the question wasn't an was identity crisis an identity crisis yes yeah yes and it wasn't because who was the fastest it was who could get from I'm gonna get you to that first move and that could be the Terminator yeah it was tactical it was tactical more yeah. than speed oh, it was yeah, uh, I mean, yes I mean. That was, I'll tell you what, guys, I know that book gets shit on a lot. I really enjoyed it, but that fight scene with uh, uh, Deathstroke versus the, I don't know, was it the B team, basically, for the Justice League? With a couple A team members? You're talking about Identity Crisis? Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, Identity Crisis, yeah. Yeah, oh, no, that was the the Justice League. That was the team. Well, yeah, but Superman and Batman, like, don't show up till the end, and, you know. Well, okay. Yeah. So I consider them to be the – they're the first stringers. Those three are the first stringers. The Justice League, the, the guys who we normally think of as the Justice League are kind of like your B team, and then everybody yeah. else is Justice League Detroit. <laughs> I'm oh, a fan yeah. of Zenner Crisis. I think it worked It worked well as a, like a murder mystery. Kept us, it, was, it ran all summer and totally kept us guessing. And I, I think that the plot points that Meltzer used – were absolutely pulled from the comic books. Like absolutely. Gene Loring, Gene Loring was crazy in the comics. Like he didn't invent yeah. these things out of whole cloth. Yeah, I, I was a I big love, fan of, I of love, uh, I love Ralph and yeah, I was a big fan of Ralph and Sue. So I didn't necessarily like that it was Sue that kind of got taken off the table, and then later on they basically had to take Ralph off too. So in that in that regard, I wasn't happy with how it wrapped up. But the story itself, I thought was great. Yeah, I thought the story was great. Now, being a Justice League International and Justice League Europe guy, yeah, Ralph and Sue were kind of a big deal to me. They were so great, yeah. Yeah, especially since I can't believe it's not the Justice League came out after that story was done. Mm-hmm. You know, which you're just kind of like, so we're back into the boah-ha-ha, yet those two are dead. You know? <laughs> well, and also, that was the, wasn't that the book that had Blue Beetle and, and uh, Max Lord kind of like, arms around each other going, what could go wrong with this relationship? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. It was, a little, it was a little rough. It was a little rough. <laughs> yeah, so I never understood why everybody hated Identity Crisis as much, except that I guess there I was more it. challenging stuff in there. Yeah. yeah. We, should probably talk, really we should probably talk specifically about that book at some point, Paul. Oh, I'm definitely down. Yeah. How about you, Joe? You want to do an episode on that at some point? Oh, I would love to. It's yeah, I think yeah. it's I think it's great. I think it's great. I also think it has flaws, but the flaws are I think important to talk about because ultimately yeah. it's, it's a real entertaining story. I thought so. Um all right. So Paul, those are your your picks of this week. Batman 21, which if anybody wants to go and get it from Amazon, you can go to tinyurl.com/paulspick6a. And there's no apostrophe in there just Paul's pick 6A. And then for next week, you have Flash number 21, or The Flash number 21, 
um, both parts of the button uh, storyline. And if anybody wants to pre-order that, then go to tinyurl.com slash paulspick6b. Yeah, they they got me kind of excited, too. I was happy to see some motion going on into the uh, Dr. Manhattan direction. Oh, yeah. So that was yeah kind of cool to see. Um, all right, let's get on to, uh, well, there's been some trailers. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, the three biggest of which would, of course, be Star Wars The Last Jedi. Uh, Thor Ragnarok and the TV series Krypton. So uh, let's start with, oh, let's start with Thor just because I saw that and I got really excited. Probably the most excited I've been for a Marvel movie since the first Avengers. Uh, Paul, what are your thoughts on that one? Yep. Um, I am super excited for this movie. Um, I'm a big, I'm a big supper, a sucker for, Great songs <laughs> in the trailer, and uh, they had me with the immigrant song on there, and it's just it's just a great trailer. Like let alone, I don't know how if the movie's gonna be any good. Obviously, I haven't seen it yet, but I thought the the trailer was great. Uh, I love I love 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 all the Jack Kirby influence in this trailer. Like you can yep. just tell from the background, aliens and designs. It's just got Jack Kirby written all over it. So yeah, bright colors, really circles awesome. into straight lines. Yeah, those lines, it, w- it was awesome. Um, I thought it was really interesting, the kind of how they used the Planet Hulk storyline. But it's not Planet Hulk. Like, from what I gathered from the trailer, Thor plays Hulk in the Planet Hulk storyline. Anybody okay. else get that? Yeah. Um, I, I can see, yeah, it. I can see where you say that. Well, they they, and, they showed that they specifically used some Kirby artwork. Oh, yeah. I mean... One it, of the it, scenes. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah it's, it's 100% Kirby in this thing. It's I, awesome. I think it's great. I think it's obvious that they're drafting off the Guardians of the Galaxy vibe. But it but it makes sense because Thor is going into space and that's the that's the Guardians' domain. Um, I, I I love the pop '70s sensibility to it, you know, like with the bright colors on the word Ragnarok and all that. I yeah. think Kate Blanchett oh. looks amazing. Amazing. Uh, I, I just wanted I wanted to say as soon as I saw that I was like, Kate Blanchett should always be like a uh, a brunette goth looking goth looking chick. Oh. So uh, yeah. <laughs> She, Kate Blanchett yeah. uh, and Tilda Swinton. I want in every movie I ever watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm super excited. I think they're really smart to use because it seems like they're going to use Hela as death maybe in in like the Avengers movies as Thanos's love interest. I think that's super smart. Yeah. Uh, change from the books. Um, uh-huh. the, it just looks fun. It just looks like a fun Thor movie, and I like the two previous ones. Uh, yeah, I'm all for it, man. I love Planet Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm all about it. I love Loki's helmet. He's got the long horns on it. He shows nope. up in the trailer. Uh, I mean, I really have nothing negative to say about this <laughs> this trailer. Um, it's great. I know some people are like, oh, great, you know, it's going to be funny, whatever, with the whole, you know, he's a friend from work, you know, but 
Uh, I, I like these. I like I like humor in my movies. Like I don't want to watch just this movie that's constantly depressing and stuff. That's the way yeah. Marvel is. It's fun. It's for kids. I can take my kids to see it. Um, I'm super excited for it. It looks like it's going to be freaking great. And I think that's pretty much in keeping with the way they've portrayed Thor in the Avengers movies. You know, kind of lighthearted. Yeah. Like he he treats being an Avenger as his work because he's kind of above it all. Uh, you know. Yeah. Well, and these movies, the, the specific, the Marvel Cinematic Universe as it is, it's easy to forget, was kind of based off of the Marvel's Ultimate Universe, or at least big portions of it, how it was originally done. Right. Um, to the point that these, both the Ultimate Universe and the movie universe, are kind of like a greatest hits cover album of Marvel Comics. It's not yeah. the original artwork, it's not the original stuff, but it's it sounds and looks like it and these are the best moments and best bits from it that you can put together into one story. Mhm. Yeah. I mean, cuz in this you're getting a little bit you're getting a little bit Planet Hulk, a little bit of the unworthy Thor, you know, you know, a little yeah. bit of everything. Yeah, I'm kind of curious as to you know, what's going to happen with the hammer being destroyed. I mean, We'll, we'll see. Does he get? Does he get his axe? I don't know. Like, I'm. I'm really praying that Beta Ray Bill shows up. I feel oh, like that's God, that that's that's right into like uh, Watiti's like comedic sensibility to have just a horse dude show up, and maybe yeah. they make maybe they make him a new hammer, and that's what Thor. I don't. I don't. I don't whatever. Whatever I, happens with the hammer, I just hope Beta Ray Bill shows up, and they're and I that might they're saving that have for us. kittens if that happens. I oh really my god! Have kittens? Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, I would love it. Just, just no, show no signs of it. Don't tease it in the trailer. Just don't say anything about it. And I just hope he pops up, and that would be great. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, yeah, so I'm super excited for this new Thor movie, especially since I wasn't that hot on the last one. <laughs> yeah, two was very dark and. It was, I mean, it was okay, but I just wasn't super entertained while watching it. I like yeah. two. I, it read two read like uh, like issue fifteen of Thor, you know, like just kind of in the middle, you know. It's, a, yeah. it's an adventure, yeah. and it ra- and it wraps up, and everything's back to normal. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it served its purpose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah, it was nothing. Things. It wasn't terrible, but it was just you know I, I was into it, but I wasn't down with it or up on it. You know what I mean? Right. It was good, you know. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and talk about Krypton, a new series coming out on sci-fi. It appears to uh-huh. be Kal-El's grandfather. Yes. Yep. In, a, in a strange mix of the Man of Steel version of Krypton and a little bit of the uh, old-school Superman Krypton. Did I get? Did I see that correctly? Did anybody else kind of pick up elements of both? Yeah. 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 I feel. I feel yeah, like it's, I, it's in line with what they're doing with Man of Steel. Yeah. I, I gotta admit, I could not be less interested in the show. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but you know what? Are I, you I said about that. The show? I well, here's the thing. So I said about Smallville for years. I was like, oh, what a bunch of shit. I'll never watch it. And then in season four, it was going to say then season four rolled around and then I rented the first season for me and the kids to watch. And I was hooked from there until the show ended. Yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, I remember right. 
Mm-hmm. I love I loved Smallville. I, I watched it from day one. I remember I would uh, I was living in a tiny studio in Chicago, and I, I just remember like making sure that was a sit down in front of my TV. I had a VCR. Yeah. I didn't have DVR at the time, but I made sure I was sitting in front of the TV with the VCR running in case I missed any of it. Because I, I thought it was great. I thought Smallville was fantastic. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did too. I loved Smallville, but back then there was Smallville, and that was it. Now there's well, you had like, birds. You had birds of prey for half a year. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. There's just so much to watch now. I don't know if this is one of the things that I'm going to be watching. Well, I, I certainly wasn't. And it wasn't. I can't say I've been looking forward to this part of, because like, I, for me, Superman's interesting when he becomes when Superman is and Kal El. Yeah. Like I like I like when he would travel back to Krypton and, and you learn about old stuff. But ultimately, they're going to be telling stories about a civilization that we don't care about, and that mm-hmm. frankly, the guy that we do care about isn't is is tangential tangentially had, created had nothing to do with, with it. Yeah. Right. Like he, he just knows of it from learning in a book. So we're essentially going to be learning about it in a book. Having said that, I did get a Battlestar Galactica vibe from this, and I loved Battlestar Galactica. So if they can kind of recapture what they did there, I'm all in. I think it looked great. I think the the, the budget and the effect. Oh, yeah, that's true. It looks a lot better than I thought it was going to look. Yeah. yeah. So I've, I've got mixed feelings. I, I will check it out. I want to check it out. I'm not I'm not holding my breath though. Yeah. I mean we all know how it ends. <laughs> well, but yeah. here's the thing. We, <laughs> we, we know how Krypton ends. We don't know what happened to Kal-El's grandfather. That's true. Yeah, did you yeah. catch the end of it? The end of the trailer is the planet Krypton reverse exploding. Yes. Yeah, that was I thought that was fun. Yeah. Um so I mean, yeah, you could do interesting things cuz you know, honestly, if they're going to go and tell us a whole new version of Krypton, it might be kind of cool to see what they do with it. Then yeah. again, we might end up with Gotham. So, yeah, mm. it's open. That's probably why. I'm yeah, super excited. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, all right, so I, I guess guarded, but not quite optimistic, is how we're going with this one. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, I'm hopefully. pleasantly surprised. You know, I'm yeah. Down with that. Um, all right, so now there's also a um, a, uh, a sequel to a little-known franchise from the 80s, uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi. Is hmm. coming. Oh. They're, they're still making yeah. them? Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people have forgotten about these movies. Um, oh, jeez. You know, you want to talk about, like, trying to read too much into a trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it is every everything. Oh, it is because it's just got me like enraptured. Like you see a, a bunch of people in armor moving through fire. I'm like, it's the Knights of Ren. They're going to do something badass, and you don't know who it is. No idea. Well, I like yeah. that they didn't give away. They did not give away a lot. They just focused on. They basically told told us that it's going to focus very much on Luke and the Jedi. And as far as yep. what the plot and as far as what the plot is. They're not giving away the ghost, which I'm a hundred percent fine with. Yeah. Me did too. you guys see the, the panel? Have you guys watched the panel from Celebration? I did not. I I think I've read some like highlight recaps of it. Yeah. If you go on StarWars.com, they have the entire panel that you can watch. 
and oh, all, okay. pretty much a lot of the a lot of the panels from Celebration are on StarWars.com. So I watched the uh, the entire panel, and it, I mean, it's pretty much what you're saying. They didn't give away a lot, which is awesome. I hate it when they mm-hmm. give away too much. But uh, it's pretty much exactly what you're saying. Uh, you know, Luke Skywalker is going to play a huge part. Um, it's going to be a lot about Ray's, like getting to know Ray more and about her character. Um, one interesting thing is, uh, as far as the uh, the new order and how what happens after this is like, you know, are they do they have to rebuild or you know do they kind of go in hiding and essentially like this in this movie. Um, everyone thinks like if you think about the, the way the Force Awakens ended, um, we kind of tend to focus on how you know they blew up the base and how it was a giant blow to the New Order. But then the New Order basically it blew up the Republic seat, you know, right? Yeah. The Republic. So in the, actually, the end of that movie, I think the New Order did more damage than the Rebels did to the New Order. And that's how oh, this I, movie's going to start. I would like, assume they don't, so, they don't sit yes. there wait. Yeah, because... They go, they go at it. Well, here's the thing. The, the, president, the president or the chancellor of the New Republic was on Hosnian Prime. The entire yeah. government is wiped out. Yeah. Supreme Leader Snoke... And his main lieutenants, and assumedly their entire navy, are off in the edge of the galaxy yep. somewhere where they're unreachable. Yeah, I mean, who did more material damage? The the New Order did way more damage to the yeah, public. I, I think that's an important thing to remember. And in the New Order, they don't take this lightly, and they're just going after it. Like it, this is yeah. it was a speed bump to them. I really hope that they take five or, or ten minutes of, of this movie to explain the political, and I know that's kind of, we always, we always harped on the prequels for being like politics, trade wars, what? But just like take five yeah. or ten minutes to really make sure it's very clear of like why was there a resistance when, when you know, like what is the new order? What is the resistance? How does that tie into the Republic? And not have to make us guess and read into offline, you know, background stuff. I really hope they do that. I, I don't know if they just think that if we want to to get that information, we're going to read all the books. Yeah. I, Does that information I, exist? It's I know. I just, work. Yeah, they, I need to, know. they need to put it into, they, they need to put it into the text of the movie. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really praying for that. Yeah. They need to get that in there because Chuck Wendig's aftermath novels each paragraph in that book reads like 15 chapters of a well-written book. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's laborious. It's hard to get through. It's, it's, I, I guess the easiest thing to say is I thought the aftermath, I only tried to read the first one. And it was terrible. I thought it was like a case of the clap that was um, resistant to drugs. It, it just, I, I couldn't get away from it. It was that bad. It itched. It burned when I peed. I just, I wanted nothing to do with it. I regretted wow. every, I regretted every decision that led to me picking it up. I didn't even bother because I heard all that. Oh, it was so bad. Even, yeah. I couldn't even get through the, uh, I couldn't even get through the audio book. And I'm a salesman who spends seven or eight hours a day in his car. 
Well, and in, in, in more positive book news, Thrawn dropped this week. And I'm oh, excited. I'm excited yeah. to read that. I haven't read a Star Wars novel in, in a few years, uh, and I'm excited. I'm going to go back and read Thrawn because I loved his character from the you know all the Timothy Zahn expanded yep. universe. And yeah, he's and, um, plays a big part in season three of Rebels too. Yes, yeah. he does. And and I guess they kind of they even tipped off like in Rogue One. The reason the Rebels were so hesitant to believe Jen was because Thrawn had just used a similar ruse to whip their asses. That's cool. Yep. I, I, I. That's another thing I really hope they do. I hope they bring him into the into the movies. Oh, that would be awesome. Yes. Well, they, they're certainly going to have the opportunities to do it. Go ahead, Paul. Can we talk about the last line in that trailer? Please. Which to me is the most significant of the entire teaser. To me, is it's time for the Jedi to end. Yeah. So, Jeremy, here I know you don't you, like the Jedi, so I've got to on what <laughs> what you have to think about this. Okay, so what I I I said to I said to a friend I was talking to about it. So the the main Star Wars movies are supposed to be the Skywalker legacy, right? Yeah. Okay. So what if instead of the Jedi, we have the Skywalker Knights going forward? Where Luke Skywalker oh, abandons the jet, yeah, he abandons the Jedi teachings to create his own less flawed, less um, oh, turn their back on everything and only see it their their way, less absolutist in their dealing with things, and that's the way they go forward. You mean like the great Jedi? No, and I don't like that term because there's no such thing as a great Jedi. That's like saying there's a purple Catholic. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean when I say that. Like, yeah, the there, there is. Well, no, and they would still be. A, well, here's the thing: that Jedi weren't exactly all light side by the time of uh, the end of the Republic and the birth of the Empire. They had decided they were going to overthrow a government on their own authority. They were kidnapping children and raising them in their in their extremist religious group. They forbade oh, uh, being we married. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying, Paul. Yeah. They, there were definite flaws within the Jedis at that point in their history. That's why they were easy to overthrow. Oh, and I agree. I think I think Luke finds I, – I think he, with the books, you know, the, trailers, the teaser shows these books that he finally found. I think he finds, like, the origins of the Jedi, if you will. And mm-hmm. he's just like, man, we – they've been doing it all wrong. Like, yeah. Yeah. They but, got corrupted or they just didn't, you know, their interpretation of the original readings and the books were just completely wrong. I think he just debunks the whole Jedi order and the way of thinking by what he Yeah, but I, I don't, I don't see it going down the way of like a, like a Knights of Skywalker kind of route. Cause that, Luke knows that that to be that egotistical and that individualistic is like the path to the dark side. You know, that's like that's like one of the major lessons that he learned in the in the original yeah. trilogy. You know, right? But but if he doesn't give it that name, if say he dies and Ray is the founder of the order and gives it that name, um, I'm just I'm just saying this is this is one possibility that's way out there, but I can see it coming. <laughs> Guys, we got we got about a 
Yeah, we got about a minute and a half here, so I'm going to keep my yap shut and let you guys finish your thoughts. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited for uh, Skyward. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> and this I'm is the problem to get with going Skype. Paul, go for it. All right, there's going to be a new order. I don't know what the hell it's going to be called, but there, there's no more Jedi. And Rain Johnson said the last Jedi is singular. So it's not two or many like we've all been thinking about theorizing. So I think Luke Skywalker will be the last Jedi and Ray will take the new order forward. That's my last thoughts. Yeah, my last thoughts. I think they included the Journal of the Wills in Rogue One uh, very much on purpose for this uh-huh. reason because they're going to open up the force so that they can have uh, they have more storytelling possibilities so they can tell stories with the force that aren't necessarily about the Jedi. There you go. Well, yeah, and we know the Sith are gone. Thank God they're not bringing that name back. Sith are gone. Okay. Jedi could be gone. But, yes, we know that there are now other other Force users in the universe for them to consider. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. And with that said, everybody, check us out, geekishcast.com. We'll catch you next time. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, let's see. When are we clear? Yeah, Paul, there's a there's a lot to digest there, and there's a lot of stuff where you can just fly off the handle and start making up your own facts, and God knows I've definitely started doing that. Yeah. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait. It's going to be so good. I do hope Kylo gets a damn helmet again, because I don't want to look at a stupid face in the entire movie. Yeah. Well, they moved his scar, so at least it's a little less straight yeah. up the middle now. Yeah. I just think he looks so much more like badass with a helmet. Oh, yeah. Well, he looks like that dipshit on girls without it. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I hope he just wrecks... I I hope he wrecks shop in this movie because he had so much potential in the the beginning of Force Awakens. I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy's going to be a badass villain. And then, you know, we don't really see him, you know, live up to the potential that he has at the beginning of that movie. We know he's a great force. I mean, he's done shit that we've never seen before. Yeah, I was going to say, he's definitely stronger with the force than anybody we've ever seen, at least in straight ahead. Just, yeah. I just want to see more of that, like, because right now you're kind of like, well, you know, I've seen him do a couple cool things, and then he gets beat by someone who's never Mm -hmm. been trained before. So, like, I want to see more of him, like, okay, you know, this guy really is badass. Yeah. yeah, well, well the, we obviously we obviously saw that he had a temper issue, you know, that mm-hmm. his emotions, while powerful, they you know they kind of raged unchecked, and that's I think that's his Achilles heel, so to speak. Yeah, and I, yeah. And I, I for one actually like that. Like that that to me is scary. You, know, you can see how scared everyone is when they speak to him because you don't know when he's just going to fly off the handle and like kill you. Like that's a scary person to deal with. You know. Yeah. When you don't know, they're cool and calm. One, you know, one second you say the wrong thing and they cut your freaking head off. So um, I kind of like that about him, and that's kind of what the dark side is all about. Like you're just a, a passionate person, and you just every everything is instinct, and you just thrive off your emotions. You don't really think about your actions. So um, I don't well, it's think that. Whiny. Yeah, and and the dark side is also the the force is meant 
to benefit you. The force is something you can do to something else. Whereas with the Jedi, the force is something that you coexist with. Right. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yep. Cool guys. Well, thank you very much for doing this. Um, are we done for the month or is it, or, or do we want to do one more? What do you guys think? Um, I mean, I think for me, the next big thing on the radar is guardians of the galaxy, which is uh, opening on the fourth. On my birthday. Yeah. And, uh, and may the fourth here in Modesto, California for your birthday. All right. Yeah. Oh God, I wish I was there, man. Yeah. Um, so okay, cool. Well, let's do. Let's not do an episode next Thursday, and okay. then we will reconvene via email or Facebook and plan after that. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Hey Thank Joe. You. Um, sometime remind me. Um, the guy that runs the network that my show is part of might uh-huh. be interested in having your show join. Oh, great. So um, sometime, yeah, sometime here in a bit, I'll have to remember to put you guys in touch with each other. So sounds good. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, Paul. Uh, if well, I imagine I'll talk to you before your birthday, but in case something happens, happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, hey, I told Paul. You I'm all set up for Comic Con, right? Yeah, you did. I'm all set up for Vancouver. Otherwise, I'd try to figure out a way to go down there for that. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to post lots of pictures with me and um, some people wearing the Geekish Cast t-shirts. Oh, that'd be awesome. You know what I need to do is, oh, well, I can talk to you about this off here. I got to get you set up as an admin on the Facebook page. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, we're going to go see Nick Cave uh, in June in uh, Berkeley, so I'm kind of excited about that. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I got a busy summer coming up. All right, guys. Well, thank you again. Uh, We will all talk soon. Take care, guys. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.